When you are in a relationship and you're happy, you think I should be complete, but Mm -mm. you still Mm -mm. need community. No. Yeah. (laughs) The other person in your relationship is not going to complete you. No, and they shouldn't, and they shouldn't have that pressure, and they shouldn't have, you You shouldn't feel that need for somebody else to do that for you, because it's not, that's, there's a reason why this is called the power of community and not the power of a couple. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. Um, I am going to start off today by sharing a review with everybody. We're going to start sharing our review of the week on a consistent basis here, and we're just so excited to read these. Thank you for those of you who have written a review for the podcast. We want to share our appreciation with you um, and and celebrate all of you as our listeners or our Rebel Heart Nation community. We love you so much. Thank you for taking the time to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. If you haven't yet, please do so. It helps us spread the word and get the podcast out there. If you don't use iTunes, um, which is where we kind of accept reviews, feel free to um, just screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories, share it on social media, share it with a friend. Um, Let people know that you're loving the podcast and and how it's impacted you or if you have a particular episode that you want to share with a friend, we would greatly appreciate it. So um, our review this week is from Rachel Winchell and she says, so real, love listening to these ladies discuss real life issues and be real with their feelings. Women need more of these influences. And you guys know in my quest to become more vulnerable, um, this has been a really big deal for me to be sharing my feelings and and all of that on a platform like this. And it's a, it's definitely a big exercise in vulnerability for me. And that's not always easy for me to do, but you guys have made this a really beautiful and safe space. We love our community. We love our listeners and, um, and we love each other, frankly, Genevieve and I. So, <laughs> um, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is a really great one. Um, We're going to dig into the power of community. And we actually recorded this episode quite a long time ago, but have rearranged things to make room for some of the guests on the podcast. And then also prioritizing the skin typing series, which you guys have absolutely been loving. I hope you guys really enjoy this week's episode on the power of community. I think a lot of times as as women, as entrepreneurs, we can kind of get into the space of trying to do everything everything ourselves and feeling like we need to be very self-made. And I think we love to get swept up in kind of this romantic idea where we just like, we pull pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Like Genevieve and I even have like a funny inside joke where we talk about like bootstraps, man, it's bootstraps (laughs) when we're just trying to get the podcast out. Um, And we're going to do more on this discussion around hustle here soon, but um, this is a really good kind of segue into that. And I think you guys are really, really going to like the episode. So we just kind of talk about like, what is, what is connecting with other people? What does community do for our lives, for our health? How have we experienced community personally? Um, And, and how can it honestly, like this sounds so cheesy when I say it, but make the world a better place. So thanks for being here, you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm really excited about today's topic. We're going to be talking about the power of community. And this is something that we've been mulling on for probably since we started the podcast. <laughs> the podcast is one of the ways in which we enter into community <laughs> yes. with all of you. Yes, and I so um, I think, yeah, I'm just excited to dig in. But before we do, 
tell me girl what's up with you what's up with me well at this point i am like eyeballs deep in like all things website and trying to as we say bootstrap it <laughs> like try to get myself together and i've i've had a website but it just didn't function or look the way i wanted and it was a lot of diy and it was very just not me and i didn't i mean that was like a year and a half ago <laughs> and it was just not me and so I'm trying to make it me. I try, I'm trying to make it because really your website should be like your sanctuary. It should be like your home. It's your home base. It's, you know, you. And that was not the case for such a long time that I've had to be like, who am I? <laughs> you went into the space of I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and yes. now we've got ample possibility. That's exactly what that is. How like. can we spin this in a positive way that's not incredibly <laughs> overwhelming? Oh, I'm just redoing you. my entire brand. It's super fun. It's really easy. It's very exciting. Oh my gosh. It, and it is. It is. It's really exciting once you feel like you've kind of got a beat on what's going on. So honestly, I've just been spending a lot of time trying to figure out who am I in as far as like a um, physical representation of like how do things look and feel and uh, man is that a weird journey when you're kind of asking this of yourself mm -hmm. like am i a square or am i a circle am i geometric patterns or am i doodles like i think you're just, i think you're like houndstooth I'm neon houndstooth. houndstooth that's how i would describe you uh, honestly that's way better than checkers i'll say that like, <laughs> checkers is not a thing it's not checkers is not really like as as my friend sharon our short friend sharon has said i am not a square i'm not <laughs> i am not a square uh but it took me forever to figure that out because i i do have such an artistic eye that i appreciate so much that it's difficult for me to be like but what resonates is me what mm -hmm. you appreciate a really wide range of design in general yes and I'm like that with music. I'm like that with fashion. I'm like that with just about anything. And makeup. I don't know if that's my tune of makeup. I don't know if it's my tunis. I'm just, I'm incredibly empathetic. And so I see so many possibilities and reasons behind so many different things that I'm like, uh, hello, tunis is coming out hard. Who am I? What is my opinion? Like, <laughs> whoops. Honestly, I think I was in such deep denial about that for such a long time because I was just like, I always, um, again, appreciate other people that live in their power, that live in their like, this is who I am, that know who they are, that I just wanted to be that so badly thinking that this is who I am over here. But in reality, it that was me appreciating something, not having it be a representation of myself so I've been living really heavily in graphic design and um being okay with not being pastel Ooh, okay so like which has that. been kind of hard for me to say because pastel is so trendy mm -hmm. isn't it like earth tones pastel geometric patterns mm -hmm. like I mean, um, I like all of those things. I mean, I don't I like I don't like traditional look. pastels, earth tones. Yes, sure. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. There and there's just a lot of like softness going on that I've seen in a lot of like trendy things. Yep. But that's not me. I'm mm. like, and I've had to figure this out. I'm graphic. I am scribbles and black and white and um neon. <laughs> like, yeah, I like I'm it. those things. I am. I am those things. And those things make me happy when I'm wearing a big, like I've had these earrings that are probably double the size of like a quarter. I mean, they're quite big. They're probably they're like, like as big as my head. They're really big. And they're like, well, not quite as big as your head, but they're big. Um, they're like, and they're these shell earrings that have been painted in neon color on top of them. I've had them for 10 years i've had them a really long time what? and i've been wearing them when they weren't trendy i've been wearing them because i love them so much and they're just these bright freaking neon things on my head and i love them so much and i i really had to sit down and think like what lights me up like what gets me excited about color um and i think also entering like the clean beauty space i've suppressed so much of that bright side of me because Aww. it doesn't exist in a clean nature yet not as much not as much it's coming and it's and it's making its way it is like i have found some really beautiful <clears throat> lip liners and lipsticks and um i can't wait to like 
get some really bold, bright colors. They're coming and they've started to come. And I have found ways to kind of like make that happen. Blush. Blushes. Blush. Eyeshadow. Blushes. Yes, lip ma'am. color. <laughs> Blushes. Yes, all the ma'am. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's just a lot happening in the beauty community that I know it's coming. But I think I've inci- like accidentally been suppressing that side of myself because it kind of this sounds over dramatic, but it kind of hurt to not have those things hmm. professionally speaking. But I, when you know, you can't unknow. And I couldn't put those things on my face or somebody else's face, knowing what it could, could potentially be doing. Uh, so I'm now it's going to be my branding. <laughs> so it's going to, I'm going to have those colors. Dang it. I'm Even so excited. Yeah. So, I mean, I've just been really heavy into those things and I'm really excited because by, by the time this episode airs, um, I'm really excited to say this out loud. I haven't said this out loud yet. <laughs> um, I'm going to be the skin expert for fedandfit.com. Yes. So, and you guys have most You're already everyone's skin it. expert. Like, let's be real. Oh, uh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I want a place to send you guys. If you find me through Fed and Fit, I want to be able to, you know, send you a place to find more resources from me. And that's really been the driving force is that when, um, when Cassie came to me, my, so weird. Cassie Joy. Cassie's. Yeah. I have two Cassie's in my life now. I'm like, (laughs) whenever I talk to Jess Gertner, she says my Cassie. And And I say my Cassie and I mean you. I'm also your Cassie, Jess. Like (laughs) now you're both going to have to be like, okay, Cassie G and Cassie K. Oh, for the love of all, that is good. I'm just joking. It's fine. I'm like, no. It's all I'm about just, context. Yes. you know, it's, And it's just forever going to be Cassie Joy. She's going to say Cassie Joy. That'll be uh-huh. easier. But when she first approached me, I was just like, yes, full board. Let's do this. And then I went, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I need some place to send people. Like, because there's so much that I want to say. And I need a home. I do. I need a home. I need a home to send people to. So that's where I've been spending all of my time all of my let's say quote unquote free time like that's a thing <laughs> uh that's cute hun i know like you I'm don't have so any much of free that. time so much free time but every spare second let's put it that way i've been spending like obsessing and like looking over and like i've got a branding mock-up pulled out that i've been picking away at and then setting it down for a day and a half at a time and then looking at it again to make sure that i still like it or mm. that it's like okay no this is me that wasn't just a, a blip in my you know thought processes so i feel like i'm like in my groove and the most beautiful part about this is is that i'm at that stage where i'm like sharing with people i'm close to and showing them and being like what do you think and that usually used to be a very scary jump for me to like share things like that and then be open for criticism and this time around has been really interesting because I have spent so much time introspectively thinking about what this is and like what it means to me that I kind of don't care what other people think. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but it doesn't like hurt my feelings if you don't like it. That makes my Enneagram 8 heart very happy. I figured <laughs> to see my friend being like, bye, Felicia. This is what I want. (laughs) Thanks for your opinion. And in some ways it's been good because it's helped me refine Mm -hmm. it. But by no means have I, even when people have said, um, you know, I don't think that's like the level of sophistication that you're going for. I'm like, I'm not going for sophisticated. That's not what I'm going for. Like, that's not even a word that's anywhere on my branding. Like, no, you are a sophisticated human being, but you're also equally bougie. So right and fun and bougie and fun and functional and all of those things are what I'm going for is something that's but sophisticated is just not part of that vernacular for me and so I was just like well that's not what I'm going for so I can see why you'd say that because that's not supposed to be what you're gonna see here (laughs) so whereas in the past I would have been like well what do you mean it's not sophisticated does it need to be does it need to be like what would you do like no I'm like I'm just not there. So in some ways it's helping me be more solidified in my thought processes. So I really enjoyed that process as hard as, I mean, anything that's worthwhile is hard. Mm-hmm. It is. Violently shaking my head over here. Yes. Violently shaking your head. But by the time this airs, by golly, if my website's not up, I will tell you, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what? I'll tell you. So... That's that's where I'm knee deep right now. Looking forward to launches. Looking forward to like getting content on the regular on the website and making it a thing. And this is me talking about it, so all my obliger will oblige to it. Amen, sister. 
we're we're actually obliging each other and getting our butts in gear for getting new websites out for both of us because we both are in this transition right now i'm not creating new branding so that's the difference between where we're at but well and the reason why i've done it is because cassie she was like she said it helped me set a hard date of like you're gonna have this together so we can xyz at this date Mm -hmm. and i was like oh Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. let's do this Mm -hmm. and and i did hard hard deadlines are hard for me so i need to do them too it was it was interesting having you set it for me though i obliged to that really hard in the best way okay okay Uh, noted (laughs) duly noted duly noted like what are you what are you up to what are you up to these days nothing no i'm just kidding um <laughs> no really <laughs> no really i'm trying to do less didn't you listen to the last episode um <laughs> i'm kind of i'm kind of in this stage of like learning and trying to plug back into resources i feel like we kind of talked about energy management versus time management toward the end of the last episode and i have just been in a place where i'm trying to like ride that wave of energy and just listen to my own intuition and my body of like what I need to be going for and now is like the time to start new habits for myself I started running that's a thing <gasps> really <laughs> yeah that's so exciting uh it's pretty funny actually um I it's really funny I I think in the past when I started CrossFit I used to say that I didn't really like running um and I don't like love it but I don't really hate it either it's mm. kind of it's kind of zen it's been really good I, for me i've heard anyone that loves running it's more of a, a meditative experience than anything yeah so it's been good for me i am doing one of the you know nike run club uh templates where they tell you like how many miles have you been running and you have to input it and then it determines like what kind of program you should do based on that and i was like oh. zero <laughs> i've been running zero <laughs> miles so i started running um, and then I ordered myself a guitar and it's coming really? in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to start, play or is this new? This is new. This is very new. So I took, I took like a classical guitar class in college one semester for fun. And I, feel like I don't think into my realm. I don't remember anything. So of course not. Yeah. But that's, I've, that's pretty I've always wanted to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. I played the saxophone in like middle school and grade Mm -hmm. school I didn't play it in high school but I hated it (laughs) I hated playing a wind instrument I it just was not my favorite thing Mm -hmm. so um I've always wanted to play the guitar and so I was like okay I'm gonna do this so I just got myself like a a relatively relatively inexpensive like beginner guitar and Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna start dabbling and I'm saying it out loud so that I have to do it because I might be the kind of person who would buy a guitar and then just let it sit in my house. Oh my gosh, I just had the most beautiful like vision ever. So I'm saying this out loud too because I, you haven't heard Skylar sing yet. Oh, I bet he's good. He's amazing. And can, he's an amazing harmonizer. Oh, I can kind of sing too. Like, yeah. <laughs> guitars and I'm singing not and I mean I'm not you know I get off key pretty easy but if I if I have something that's like mid-range I'm I'm an alto okay like you okay. know like I'm I a can soprano. I can do it. Well, okay let's harmonize some shit I can't harmonize with you but if you can harmonize with me we can do it <laughs> yeah and Skylar's the harmonizer in this relationship yeah I can't so I'm, he'll harmonize. Yeah, I'm I didn't spend he enough can, time caring about choir to actually make that a real thing no for real he can <clears> like like just free range harmonize for nothing like I've never when we were dating I just I was just watching him in awe like we'd be just I'm like how do you do that well <laughs> I just I love music so much like it's part of my being Yes, this and makes so much sense for I've you. I've been, I've had the vision in my head of being able to play and sing with my kids. And just, I, I only have <laughs> one kid right now. That's the squeak of my life. There are no plans to have more kids right now. Later we will. <laughs> no, I'm not pregnant. Um, oh, but yeah, I want to I do is, that. Oh, music just... I got long nails on right now, and that's a very like purposeful thing. I got yeah. I went knowing. back to short nails because of that. Yes, like honestly, when these nails come off, the first thing I do is go play the piano. Every time, like Aww. when music becomes a part of you, and you're like just playing music because it makes you happy. It is just the most therapeutic, just meditative, 
down regulation ever. Like yep. it is. And I need forced time yes. to do that. And it, it, I know for me, if I'm also building a skill while I'm doing it, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense though. I mean, and really it's like a, there is a practical element. There's a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you can, it's not just like, I learned how to meditate, like check me out, which everybody meditating is amazing. Like no qualms with that, but it's hard for me. And if I can be like, oh, I know how to do this thing now that I can bring with me and use mm-hmm. when I'm like hanging out with people, freaking playing the guitar at the beach with some friends. Like that sounds boss. Stop it right, right? now. We're going to do it. Although the Oregon coast is usually pretty wet. So might need, loud. A, might need an umbrella for Those that. waves are loud. <laughs> yeah. Compared to the know. California coast, the Oregon coast is like short and shallow. So it's like loud. So I have clearly have a lot of visions of being able to do this pretty well pretty soon, but we all know that's not true. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with that. That's my that's what I've been. I, I haven't even I haven't even Skyler started yet, but I'm saying it out loud so that I do it. Does Josh sing? No. I was like, are we bringing Josh? I in prefer this? that he not sing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll we'll sing for him. We'll give him Sky, a tambourine Skyler, right? or something, you know. Oh my gosh, like I just I can't tell you it's so funny about a year ago I started having these really deep like I need to create music feelings Mm. like because I was huge into that with band and before that piano Mm. and then um after that playing piano for just myself not for any sort of like educational purpose and then started doing music for my church and you know marrying somebody who's really um vocally talented has been really interesting because it's pushed me a little out of my comfort zone because he wants to sing and he wants me to sing with him and I'm going ha (laughs) (laughs) okay but man I can't tell you how wonderful it feels to make music in all capacities like I'm so excited for you like you were just gonna I, you're, you're making it, it a scary big deal so we just need to let's just back it up a little <laughs> bit it's a lot of pressure <laughs> so uh, we're just gonna I'm, I'm back slowly out of I'm, this conversation I'm just like, gonna <laughs> dabble I'm just gonna dabble <laughs> I'm excited for you not for you for anybody else like yeah just it'll be good it'll be good your for private me. it'll be good for me to have something that I know I have to like practice to get better at so I attempted guitar when I was younger because my dad was really good at guitar when I was younger and my little fingers couldn't get around yeah so I actually neck. I I had trouble with that when I took my class and I had a big fat dreadnought guitar that I had borrowed from a family member at the time. Mm. And it was just like the body style was just a little more constricting than I wanted. But like Mm -hmm. all the experts out there tell you that if you feel like you can't get your hand around it, it's because your body position is completely wrong. Yeah. I was told that later in life, (laughs) which I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, but I did get, I got a smaller dreadnought guitar i think i can't remember what it's called that's smart um but they also said it's a really good one for kids to learn on too Mm. and play with so i was like cool well maybe this will be like i i learn a little bit on this and then we graduate to a different one and the kids just realized paxton is starting ukulele club next fall his school does fourth and fifth grade ukulele club and then they perform at like the tree lighting ceremony in downtown and like this is that's the adorable ever. it's adorable wait and a it's minute like downtown camas yes oh okay i was like yeah Portland? it's like like down yeah it's like small town but it's still like it's a big deal for them because it's like that's so their fun. thing and then they do like parades and i'm like oh my gosh and they all have these little and they start it in third grade in music class learning how to hold it and how to strum like the basics but only for like literally two minutes at a time and then he makes them put it away <laughs> oh my gosh and then they can opt into the ukulele club after school. And I'm like, and he's already like, I'm there. And I actually have some video of him. I'll have to show you some time of him. Um, when, during his, we got to watch one of their music classes where, and he's like into it. It's like, I don't even know if he realizes how into it he is. Like watching him do that. He's so cute. Yeah, he's the cutest. He's adorable. He is adorable. All right, lady. But. Let's talk about some community. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Welcome. We're in community right yes. now. Yeah. Part of the reason why we're we found Doing we this? found each other was community. Oh my gosh, it's too good. <laughs> so I I love this subject because I think for some reason a lot of 
a lot of women especially like kind of enter into a place of isolation as we get older we're less apt to like be in close friendships or be part of groups um and as an entrepreneur like a lot of entrepreneurs love the idea of being like self-made and i think it seems like a very solitary thing yeah and i think i think we get kind of swept up in in the romantic idea of being the kind of people who like pull themselves up by their bootstraps and just like hustle their way through life and I think that can go personal that can go business no matter what it is well in any Um, regard it's an underdog story and yeah without without help from anybody else but yeah which is what we're not gonna be like getting anywhere in life without help from other people (laughs) um and it's 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 this lie that we kind of tell ourselves right it's 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 not true it's false and like when you take a look back in history and you look at the most influential people the most impactful people, um, they never got there by themselves and they don't operate by themselves, just period. And I think all of them kind of, you know, you see them coming from this place of a community of friends and peers and mentors and people who help push them to become the people that they were probably destined to be, but maybe wouldn't otherwise be without that community. Mm-hmm. And I think for me as an entrepreneur, like I need to come to terms with the fact that like I need support. I need mm-hmm. to surround myself with people who um, can help me be better. And I think that goes with personal life. I think that goes in entrepreneurship. Um, but like it doesn't matter what you bring to the table. You're not going to go very far without learning how to leverage the power of of being together in community. And so this and is around other people that understand that concept too. Oh my like, gosh. Yes. Yes. And who can, who can spot that. it and be like, this is rare. This is amazing. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, preach. Yes. Um, I, I mean, the recognition of what's happening sometimes doesn't happen until much later or when you're already mm-hmm. in it and you go, this is really special. Yeah. And yeah. the sooner you can recognize the kind of community that's being created around something, the sooner you can, like you said, leverage it and use it to the best of its ability. And I mean, if, if anything, like I, I've had many community opportunities throughout my life and in, in a lot of capacities. I mean, really, the first one that I can really remember deeply was band. <laughs> it sounds funny, but when you make music together... It doesn't matter what instrument you play. It doesn't matter what you're doing exactly. But when you are making a piece of music together, there's something energetically about it that you just can't compare to anything else. And to this day, I can't compare it to anything else. There's, it's just unspoken. It is, it's energy. That's what it is. I mean, it's wavelengths and energy and sound and you know emotion that you're feeling as you're playing. And there's just, it's, there's just nothing like that. And I experienced that at a pretty young age, like, mm-hmm. You know, junior high is one thing because everybody's figuring it out. But when you start to do music with people that are serious about it and that are good at it, I experienced that when I was in eighth grade because I got to go up to the high school for that. Um, I was just like, it feels different. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like that with any community you're in. When you're in a community of people that want excellence to a certain degree, it feels different. Yeah, it does. And you know you're stepping into a place of community with other people who are not going to allow you to remain stuck or stagnant or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I One of the most poignant communities for me that I was able to be a part of was actually like a life group, which was like a small group in the church that we um, were at in Colorado. And mm. Kind of similarly, when I was going to Linfield, I was part of FCA, which was a huge, it was a big community, but like living college life and being a believer is not easy. (laughs) There's like this push pull. It feels like a huge dichotomy, but it doesn't have to be. And, you know, you can still like, I don't know, be in community both with obviously like non-believers, but believers too. No, like that. And then the group that I was with in Colorado, I mean, we had moved from um, McMinnville, which we lived there for a few years. And we had a pretty solid community at Linfield of people who were really tight knit. And, you know, part of that, that um, Christian athletes group. And then also within like our little friend groups and stuff like that. And, you know, all of a sudden everybody is leaving that. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like we're yeah. all leaving that because we graduated <laughs> and no oh, one is staying weird. in McMinnville because there's nothing to do in McMinnville except drink that's wine, which we're feeling. all down with. But like, yeah. you know, there's not that like many jobs. There's not that many jobs and not a lot of diversity in jobs in that community. <clears throat> and so we all, you know, kind of left to go do our own thing. And my husband and I, Josh, we went to Colorado, moved out there to Fort Collins, and I was in a grad program with a really small, kind of already close-knit group of people where not a lot of new people came in each year. Mm-hmm. And so there were very few of us that were new. I didn't relate a ton to the other folks who were kind of new into the program except for one. And outside of that, I felt really out of my element. I was in a new state, in a new town. I was in a new college. Um, I don't know if I was quite as, I I know for a fact, I wasn't quite as sure of myself as I am now. And this small group that we had ended up being this place where, you know, we could express all of these like frustrations and concerns and, um, but also kind of come in and together and search out like new ideas and accountability for one another and get this incredible connection and, I just don't think I could have like without that community, without that small group, I don't think I could have made it. <laughs> it was a really yeah, like living in Colorado important. was beautiful, but it was a very tough time for me. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, a lot going on at that time. I, I desperately wanted that community and that feeling when I moved to Utah and I never found it the 11 months I was there mm. and, um, I didn't know where to look. I didn't know how to look. I mean, I tried a little bit, but I was looking in the wrong places, not, thinking that they were the right places, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And so, I mean, I did find, I found the love of my life. So I guess that'll be it. (laughs) I mean, that's a good reason to go for sure. Hey, like I mean, something great came out of it, but I also know that feeling of desperation around, like, I don't feel like I belong. I don't feel like anyone here understands me and I don't feel like anybody here wants to understand me. And, um, it was, you know, I think that's where this understanding of what community is was hard for me because when you are in a relationship and you're happy you think I should be complete but Mm-mm. you still Mm-mm. need community no like, yeah the right? other person in your relationship is not going to complete you no and they shouldn't and they shouldn't have that pressure and they shouldn't have you you shouldn't feel that need for somebody else to do that for you because it's not that's there's a reason why this is called the power of community and not the power of a couple it's yes. power of community is like people (laughs) and it was I don't know it was interesting figuring that out through my 20s I mean I went in and out of several communities I coached all-star cheer that was its own world its own community in itself and I danced hula and they were like they still are like my hula ohana they're like my people I love them they're like family to me and it's like a different type of community you know and I have my church family and I feel like there's just so many communities that I've lived in but each one's got its specialness about it So I don't know. It's interesting being a part of so many different communities, but still having that, like feeling that power and what that can mean for you personally. I think that's important to know, though, like what can community do for you? Like, why does it matter? You know, what's it what's its purpose in your life? Yeah, I think it's also important to note that the the availability of community feels like it diminishes as we age and move away from the structure of school and the structure, you know, if, if you're not a, a believer, if the structure of church or whatever it is, and as we move away from those, you know, places where you just naturally fall into this place of community that you get put into places of community, like almost placed. Yeah. Yeah. Into Sometimes community. it's work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no matter what it is, I mean, I feel like as we get older, it's hard or we isolate ourselves so much, but you can go so much deeper in community as you live through life more intentionally. And as you grow and have life experience, like Mm -hmm. my community that I'm in now, my communities, you know, they're so, we go so much deeper than anything I could have even tried to tap into 15 years ago. (laughs) Ditto. So much ditto. It's crazy. It's super crazy. So I think that for me, it's been a lot of about like, you know, for the, well, okay, back up. So my husband's a five, right? Enneagram five. This, he's an Enneagram five. Yeah. We can't and just say five because if yeah. someone started listening today, 
They'd be like, what are they talking about? A five about? of what? Yeah, five of what? No, Enneagram five. So Enneagram five, um, but he's a social five. So meaning like he's got a subtype called a social five. There's three different types. Look it up. It's good stuff. But he is um, kind of a conundrum a little bit. He Because most fives want solitary they want solitude they want to be able to to process things in their head but my husband really does like to socialize but we had this conversation the other day when I was talking to him about my mastermind that I'm in my group that um, Cassie's been heading up as far as like business coaching and stuff goes and it has been absolutely lovely and wonderful to connect with these women um, about their multi-passionate abilities in business and things that they are really passionate about and and I, it's so hard to put into words exactly like what it's doing for me. Cause he's like, I don't understand like what, <laughs> and what, I, what are you even doing? And I'm like, well, we, we talk about each other's business and we kind of allow each other to kind of refine and ideas. And, you know, we, I kind of walked him through it and he's like, I don't, I just still don't get it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I know you're not going to, because a five really just doesn't want those things. He's like, even now I'm trying to t- show him some value of community because he's really into, um, knife making and he like he's got this own his own little shop in here and and I'm like there has got to be people around here that are into like knife making as well and he's just like I just don't see the value in it and I'm like okay so this has caused me to think a lot about like why why is community even a thing why is why should someone even be bothered with it? And I can't, and at first it was very like, okay, well, community matters because somebody, you know, two heads are better than one. You know, this collective wisdom can be really important for knowledge. And I thought I was kind of like speaking to his like fiveness because they value knowledge and wisdom, you know? And he was just like, hey, but I can Google that. And I'm like, but can you? <laughs> Can you Google somebody like showing you physically showing you something that you didn't know before? And he's like, well, I mean, I suppose that's a more rich experience of learning something, but I would rather Google it, learn it and then try it myself. Ultimately, trying to convey all of that, there are no like massively tangible things, but I feel like it's giving me an opportunity to really like ruminate, like what is the power of community? Like what? what about it matters in our life and and for me i've i've also noticed that it pushes me it pushes me places that you know i think that's part of my obligerness you know the gretchen rubin work i'm an obliger so when somebody else says like i think this could be great for you more often times than not i go for it like i just do it <laughs> and i'm not sure that i mean i could create goals for myself i could try to push myself but it's different when somebody else is a part of that and it's not just you by yourself you know whether it's a competitive spirit or it's support from somebody else or even just a little motivation to do something I still feel like it's a a really important part of why community can be great is to be able to push beyond your own beliefs your own even limiting beliefs your own limitations like being able to push past that can be a big part of community yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're part of like a deeply rooted, very honest community. <laughs> like, well, hopefully that's all the communities we're in, but you know. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. Not all the time. <laughs> no. But I I think one of the really beautiful parts for me about that collective wisdom that doesn't involve Googling something is there's an element of them knowing you and how to approach mm. something in order to make it make sense for you or help you accomplish it. And for me, you know, like being part of a mastermind, you know, outside of, of both inside beauty counter and then outside of beauty counter as well. And for those of you who don't know, like you can check out vulnerability episode with Brianne. She's my, my business coach and my mastermind leader. Um, but we like we come at it from from knowing each other like it's the collective wisdom that we all have as unique entrepreneurs who are bringing something to the table as unique human beings who are bringing our own life experience to the table but also the collective wisdom of knowing each other well enough to know what might work or not work for that person and their life and their business and all of that. So, you know, part of the process, yes, is becoming incredibly self-aware yourself and bringing that to the table so that you can get more out of it. Um, 
And then I loved what you said about pushing limits. I think honestly, like this for me is everything. This is why I love accountability. This is why I love having a personal trainer or a coach in the gym. I will push harder in everything that I do when I have mentorship, whether it's from one person or from a group, um, as far as community goes. And I think you're so right. Like when we, when we work alone, it's really easy for us to give up when things get hard. Um, or, or question too early <laughs> redirect yeah question our own proficiency or dedication whereas if someone else is there you, it, and you have a community there with you to support you you're going to get the motivation that you need to push yourself further than you could do by yourself I know I have found um this actually started I think when I was doing sports and oh there 100%. Are many times right I learned a lot of this stuff from sports because that's like the ultimate community <laughs> and um I found myself being able to do things that I didn't think I could do Mm -hmm. because my coach was like, you can do this. You will do this. You can do this. (laughs) I remember my junior year of high school, I was doing cheerleading for my first year and um, shout out to Kate. She was my first coach in high school, my first cheer coach. And she was I was learning how to stunt and if anybody's watched any cheerleading stunts it it's as hard as it looks (laughs) um you know trying to throw a human being around in the air is not easy and I was still trying to understand how I was supposed to hold the foot and like how to get them up to my shoulders like I just was just the whole thing felt so hard that I was like really struggling and she got really close to my face and was just like you are doing this wrong and I was just remember being like okay and she was just like you're getting in your head over how to do this and I'm gonna tell you there are three very simple things she gave me very simple constructs and was just like you need to execute this exactly and you will be you will do this and I was like okay and I I don't know why, but the rest of my life I've had these moments where I've been coached into do things like I cannot play billiards. I am terrible at billiards. <laughs> but when Skylar tells me you want to hit the ball here because you want it to go there and you want it to spin that way, when he tells me that, I don't know why, but I can do it every single time. He's even like, I don't know how you did that. And I was like, Well, you told me how to do it. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, when you've got somebody in your life that's like pushing you to do things you didn't think you could do they're probably giving you that perspective and giving you that knowledge and how to achieve those things that you wouldn't be able to didn't wouldn't think that you could do on your own. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. I um I didn't do a ton of sports in school and definitely not after when I entered college. Um dance was my community, mm-hmm. but wow, I feel like there it, it's a community until it gets really competitive, like till you're going for the same parts in every every single production and then it starts Mm -hmm. to be more toxic (laughs) so it's competition over community (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's it's really interesting to see the the environment and the circumstances actually drive that like take you from being able to be in this beautiful place of community where you're dancing together in a piece to being like oh there's only one solo in this entire thing and one of you is going to get it and you're all going for it um which obviously you can choose to take a more positive spin on that and then whoever gets it you have a supporting role right but it's it it tend they tend to flip it on its head and it ends up being really competitive and awful (laughs) um yeah that sounds like no fun as a teenager yeah so i i had this really beautiful community that as i got older it actually felt like competition as and and really unhealthy and we all know how unhealthy well maybe don't we all know but i know how unhealthy the dance community can get as you move through into a professional space or, um, and I think a lot, a lot of modalities can be that way, but especially oh, yeah. when it comes musicians to absolutely can be that way. Uh-huh. Bo- but I'm, I mean, in the sense of like health, like body image, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a messed up place to be, um, because yeah. of the industry driving that and it's, it's unfortunate. So anyways, uh, yeah, for me, I, I feel like the biggest community, like resources that I've been able to tap into have actually been since I started working for myself. And when I first started working for myself, I found that the nutrition space was actually kind of competitive because 
we were all, you know, it's a small group of people. And I think once you realize to, you know, just stay in your own lane and follow your own passion and your own specialty and all of those things like that, the noise kind of goes away, but entering into the space of nutrition, it felt like I, we were just all competing for clients like all the time. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously you have to have a lot of, I don't know, confidence in what you're doing to not feel that at times. Um, and until I stepped into a place where I was collectively getting business advice and encouraging other people who are in my same position, um, I didn't really realize that it didn't have to be that way. You know, it didn't have to be competitive. It could be community oriented if you allowed it to be. And then realizing that there's enough people in that market for everyone. And it's true. Like there are a lot of really, of people who really need help (laughs) with their health. And we need more people to help people with their health. Like that's just a fact. Well, it's just kind of like that old saying of like you, you get what you put into the world. You get out of the world what you put into the world. It's like if you're putting that energy of collaboration out there and um, community out there then yep. you're going to attract people with the same like mind and then pretty soon it's going to be this really small knit and maybe just like one or two people and then it's just going to kind of build and grow and grow and grow and I know what that's like too especially being in the aesthetics world it was a lot of like that too professionally where you know you if you rent out a room in a spa you're most likely not the only one there's usually like two or three other estheticians I will never forget my first day at my first spa when I rented out a room for a very short period of time um there was two other women and there was one who was in all in every day and the other one was in more part-time and I introduced myself to the one that had been there full-time and she basically to introduce herself told me all of the things that she'd accomplished and how many clients she has I mean she just went on this really long like laundry list of like why she was better than me (laughs) and more seasoned than me and I was like I graduated two months ago cool woo like (laughs) I mean I had nothing to say to that and it turned it turned it I mean it just had this very deep feeling of like um I will take all the clients and you can have the leftovers well, and that, I mean, like, that's I'm coming so busy. I'd be happy to send some people your way when I'm not busy. I mean, when I'm super busy, it was just like, okay, that seriously though, like comes from a massive place of insecurity, right? Because what yeah. could have happened was, Hey, I am not new. I am more seasoned. Like it's so exciting that you're entering into this great, flexible, wonderful career in this cool place. Let right? me be here to support you. Like, oh my gosh. If you I have questions about how to like. do a procedure or what we do in the office, like I'm here, whatever you need sort of a thing. Because if that had happened, everyone would be thriving. I know. In that right? environment. And that is just, that's the power of community over competition. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like if you think energetically about like how different that could have been for me, I left that place within six months absolutely why why would you wonder stay? why it's you know terrible. And it, it was and it was a terrible way to come into that community and honestly like if I could if I could just access every esthetician when they come out of school because when you're in school it feels like a community for the most part because you're all trying to accomplish that learning you know you're all really excited and it's just everything's fresh and new and then you leave and then it turns into oh <laughs> okay I think especially the med spa world because it's really hard to get into the med spa world because it's like a catch-22 you either you you, there's no place to get formal education you have to get a place to train you on laser treatments like which is really hard because nobody wants to train because they're like I well I need you to do treatments now I don't need you to get trained and I I made it a really big point to not do that when I was the lead tech I made a big deal out of training new technicians and um that was a really interesting experience because it taught me a lot about building community because that's what it felt like felt like building something from nothing (laughs) you know but you know what's interesting about that now this is something else I wanted to talk about is like having some sort of um, connection and collective resource has meant everything to me because I'm still in touch with so many of those estheticians Mm -hmm. that it is it is super fun and all of us are all doing slightly different things now but we all have this unifying factor of like at one time we had this community, you know, amongst each other and we've all kind of gone our separate ways, but we can still like, I'm in the clean beauty space. 
I know somebody else who's managing med spas. I know somebody else that's actually left that and gone into real estate. I know somebody else that, you know, there's all the somebody who's still doing treatments and doing it for 12 years now. And it it's just, I can go to each one of them and have this moment of like, hey, why can't you tell me about this? And they do the same thing for me. They send people to me that are looking for clean products because they didn't have the time to get that education themselves yet, but they know that I can help their people, you know? And there's something about that collective resource, that that ability to connect people or to have those connections that can be so powerful. And it's, it, it, it makes for a richer life experience. Well, and this, this is where like community and networking kind of converge, right? Yes. Like ne- I think networking gets a really bad rap because it's like you're entering into community in order to get something out of it. And it, I don't think it has to be that way. Um, yeah. yeah. I love networking. I love getting to know people with absolutely no agenda for how that might end up. And because you never know one of my favorite books on networking is called your network is your net worth and it's from porter gale and she talks about how growing your network means that you increase your chances of encountering positive opportunities through the relationships that you develop whoa say that again it you increase your chances of encountering positive opportunities through relationships that you develop that and just I think, sums that up right there. <laughs> I th- that was beautiful. <laughs> just in general. And I I think we don't network enough. I don't think we're Mm-mm. in community enough. Um, you never know. I mean, people always talk about how when you enter into the job market, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. It is a fact. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> it's about who you know. That's just life in general. And, oh, yeah. you know, we all have this electric person or people in our lives who are like clearly connectors and Mm -hmm. love grabbing one person and grabbing another and being like, you guys would mesh. Like, yes, we all have those people in our life. Like, man, just, just roll into the rhythm of that person for sure. And, and be on the receiving end of that. It's, it's quite incredible. I know a lot of people who are like that. I try to be like that, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's fully in my nature. (laughs) I I stretch to be like that. It's Mm -hmm. it's in my nature. But what's interesting is for the longest time, I felt like my worlds were so compartmentalized and um, it didn't mean to be that way. But it's just there. These people over here had no reason to meet or talk to these people over there. And the birth of social media. Let me tell you, I think compartmentalizing relationships can actually be really toxic. I have had a lot of friends who have kind of kept their maybe their Christian friends from their like secular friends and I'm like no 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 this is not how we're supposed to be doing life you know we're supposed to be coming from this place where we can enter into community with anyone and you're you're creating this weird unnecessary divide and not just with those two subgroups but you know in any space where you're kind of compartmentalizing your life and I think that also comes from maybe yourself not being secure and wanting to be one person in one group and one person in another so that's a conversation for another day I would also see that as blending diversity I think mm -hmm. that can be kind of a big problem when diversity is not a thing for people it's because opportunity has not been presented to bring that diversity into someone's life but I think really those divergent worldviews that everyone can have and the different lenses that they see through can be really some of the most beautiful parts about community as about Mm -hmm. bringing in new ideas and being able to problem solve in a slightly different way or you know crowdsourcing in a way that can be a beautiful blend where everybody brings their own thing to the table yeah I think sometimes it's really easy to feel comfortable in similar points of view and that happens sometimes when you enter new communities is you love it so much that you kind of immerse yourself into it kind of like CrossFit kind of like <laughs> clean beauty kind of like nutrition it's really easy to just yeah. live in those worlds because you're like I love this so much but after a while you start to realize like there are so many people out there that don't know this stuff mm-hmm. like I need everybody to know this stuff and I mean this even happened to me being in the clean beauty space for two and a half years now where I realized that I had become comfortable in my knowledge and I wasn't sharing it as often as I should have been mm-hmm. when there were many 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 people still in my life that didn't know what that meant they don't know the understanding of really poor regulation in the United States and what that means and I was like okay I'm not, I'm, I'm holding out. (laughs) I'm not blending. I'm not blending my, my communities together and I'm not speaking up and talking and I'm not 
you know, but that's, that's also part of building that community. And kind of what I learned when I was in the med spa world is how to build community and bring people into ideas and bring them into knowledge and, a, you know, loving way <laughs> instead of like, I told you this, you need to know that and fear mongering. And, you know, and it's, it's just, did you know this? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? And, you know, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of value in being a part of communities of non-like-minded people in, in mm-hmm. other ways, you know, you're entering into something in community because of some sort of like-mindedness. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean it's right. It's fluid throughout everything else. And I think actually the Enneagram is a really good representation of the fact that we're all differently minded. (laughs) Yes. We're we're all differently wired, you know, and we all Mm -hmm. kind of bring something else to the table. So I think honestly, one of my favorite parts of being a part of community and especially in business is just this idea of borrowed motivation um, because oh gosh, there are, that can be so handy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there are a lot of days where like the belief in myself is just a little blurry. <laughs> just like, you know, those days where you're just not feeling it and things feel That's over such a good way to put it. Things feel overwhelming and mildly blurry. Mm-hmm, just a little blurry. <laughs> uh, but you can look around your community to be inspired and to be motivated again And kind of just borrow that for a minute. And then you also have the ability to offer that borrowed motivation to someone else too. And kind of perpetuate that beautiful cycle of being able to, um, you know, kind of pick each other up when you're feeling down. And I think obviously, you know, I talk about it in application to like masterminding and business and being in community in that space. But I think that's true for just day-to-day life. It's so important to be in community and be coming from a real and authentic place where you can express and say, hey, like, I'm down today. I'm, I'm struggling. Like today someone <laughs> send me the latest, like Rachel Hollis video that you watch or whatever it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Your we all have song. Put me up. <laughs> yeah. We all have places where we kind of seek and find inspiration and, and they all tend to be different. So what we bring to the table is different in those places too. And I, I think it's so beautiful. So um, I have a question for you then. Yeah. So if you were someone who was looking for a community, and you wanted, to, or if you had a friend that was looking, like, what advice would you give them to be able oh, to gosh. send them to a place of community in any, in any regard? I mean, there's, you can find community in spirituality, in business, in um, being a mom, being, you know, a working mom. Like, there's so many things that you could be in community, but where would you send them or tell them to look? I think for me, what resonates the most is just sitting down and thinking about what do I struggle with? Like what is, what is a pain point for me in life? Mm -hmm. What is a pain point for me in business? What is a pain point for me in, in parenting, whatever it is. And, um, finding other people who have those same struggles, not other people who are really good at it and you can learn from, cause that's, that's great. I mean, that's fine. But (laughs) part of being in community is this place of, of learning from, one another while you're kind of in the thick of it in the thick of the struggle and that doesn't mean those struggles can't be different they absolutely can and or you can be at different points of entry into that struggle um but I think just coming to a place of like naturally seeking mentorship so if there's someone in your life who you look up to like and you need help in that area, reach out to them and figure out, you know, what are they them to lunch? Yeah. What do they do for community? How do yeah. you, how do you get plugged in? You have to ask. That's the thing. Like if you're seeking out community, you have to literally seek it out and ask. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to fall rarely. in your lap. Yeah. And that's yeah, kind of, that. that's kind of what I found. I have to sign myself up for community. Some groups oh, are paid. Some groups are free. Some, you do you know what I mean? But there have been a few times where I felt like I probably should have entered into a community, but I didn't because I felt some resistance there. And I don't always know why that is the case. And particularly I think about like when I was a new mom, boy, Mm. I needed some community, but I also Mm. didn't want to end up in a space where I was just being friends with people because they were also moms. Cause I'm like, that's half the population and I'm really not interested in that. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to be in community with other moms who wanted more. And weirdly that kind of just ended up being beauty counter. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's funny, but I'm so anyways, I think my advice would be to 
um, you know, find the people in your, in your life, in your community who you love to listen to, who you love to be with, who seem to understand where you're coming from and where your struggle points are. Or maybe you know they've been through something similar and reach out to them and figure out like maybe like how do what what do you do for community or how do we create a community together? You know? Yes. If it doesn't exist, man, you got to make it. Oh, I got to. Yeah. I want to speak to those people that feel like they need to start over in their community. Oh, it's so hard. So hard. I've been there. I've been there. You know, or they're just like square one. I don't feel that connection with anyone in my life Mm. and that's happened to me several times in my life where I'm like um I don't even know where to look I don't know where to start I mean the beautiful part about our connection through social media in other ways is that you can find those people so easily now oh my goodness like I it's been really interesting being a part of communities like Facebook groups and being part of communities that have fallen into like certain influencers on social media and you can find such pinpointed like Cassie might have been able to find her multi-passionate moms on social media had this been 10 years ago you know it's or like made it. have been yeah yeah it's like it so if you are just like, I, I am starting over, I, I want to find this type of human being, like you got to seek it out and you got to cultivate that community. Sometimes that's through joining Facebook groups and participating in group boards and um, actively commenting on um, an influencer's social media page that has a great loyal following. You're going to find community in those places. I mean, I've seen some pretty amazing things with other podcast communities. That was part of the reason why I fell in love with podcasting in the first place was um, seeing people come together with very similar energy and vibe of all walks of life, all business opportunities, similar like demographic age wise, but all diversities. And they even like started forming their own meetup groups in their areas that had to deal around this one podcast. And it's just like, how amazing is that, that we can be connected that way in that community? I would have given anything for that when I was in my early twenties, even my mid twenties, especially as a new mom. (laughs) Like I would have loved to have the opportunity to even just find people that could just understand me. (laughs) Amen, sister. So if you're struggling, just keep looking and keep going. I feel like that's been most of my life up until probably pretty recently. I have felt mildly misunderstood (laughs) until recently. Also, if you're struggling, reach out and say, hey, and maybe we can point you in a good direction. Truth. Um, And and on that note, I think you know, finding the people who you feel like are connectors, that probably would be a great person to talk to about finding community as well. We all know those people who are just natural at it. So yes, I think some people just really got helpful. it. You, I mean like practical, you could even go on meetup.com and find something <laughs> plug yeah. for meetup.com, not sponsored by the podcast or not sponsoring <laughs> the podcast, but I, I have done that a few times. Um, it's sometimes it's been a big flop and sometimes it's been great, but you know, looking for community activities and offerings for people who are in a similar stage in your life might be something to try too. So yeah, try again and again and again. And I, again. I, you know, what's interesting though is I, before we go, cause we need to get going. I found my community through business that I resisted for such a long time. Like my dad has been telling me since I was 16 that I could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman with white gloves. He's been telling me that <laughs> since I was pretty young (laughs) and um and I was just like whatever I'm I'm an artist I am not gonna go into business and even all through my college years he was just like you would be excellent in business and it just bored me to tears I was like no I'm good (laughs) here I am (laughs) multiple businesses and running my own thing once I started to step into like what I wanted to do in business and then I found that community I was like these are my people. (laughs) Like if somebody you love and somebody that loves you knows you well enough to say, you should check this out, check it out. Go joke. Just go see what it's about before you say, nah, I'm good. You just, you don't know what it's going to do for you between beauty counter really started with beauty counter. I, I can't tell you how many times I've told groups of women together in beauty counter stuff that like, I've been missing this (laughs) for my whole life. It's a really beautiful community. It it really is. An exceptional one. 
So you can always jump into that too. <laughs> I know. Unapologetically, I will plug that all day. Yeah. All right. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Thanks for listening today, you guys. We really appreciate your time. We appreciate you being here. Do not forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Go find us on Instagram. Join us and follow us over there. We're starting to share more on the IGs. Community. Community, we'll bring dude. <laughs> yeah. Bring it in. Let's make it happen. Let's have some real authentic connection on social media. We would love that. So thanks for your time, you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.